2: songs of the night. Oh, I mean, yes. For sure. But, welcome uh, welcome, AfterBuzzers, to another Glee After Show. We're here, um, on YouTube Live today, and you can always find us on YouTube at YouTube.com backslash AfterBuzzTV, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you always can tweet at us. We love hearing all your theories and news and everything you've been tweeting at us already, but tweet at us using ABTV um, Glee. So, and I'm Stephanie Wanger, Hannah hey, Pritchard. Hi everyone, I'm Marcia Serafini. I'm Roxy Stryer, and we're of course talking about season 6 episode 5, The Hurt Locker, part 2. Um, yeah. what do you guys think? This felt very different than the first part of uh of The Hurt Locker. <laughs> duo I don't know what to call it Yeah, we, we did pick up right
3: where we left off though so I was glad that at least we did that yeah it was different I have to say I love this season I'm loving the season <laughs> I love the episode I thought it was great I know that I've been looking on social media and people seem to have vastly different opinions
2: yeah. but I really enjoyed it See, I love the beginning of this season, and there's parts of this episode that I really enjoyed, and then other parts there I was like, oh, I wish that had been a little bit different. And we'll get into that specifically in a few minutes. What did you... I think it was definitely the
1: better part of the Hurt Locker parts. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd say it was definitely the better part. Um, Overall, I really did like this episode. There were moments towards the end where I didn't like some editing stuff, but we'll obviously talk about that with the songs
4: yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <Pitty pecky. laughs> I did like this episode it was fun here and there and how they threw in so many different things in a matter of how many hours that they're going through I, I thought it was really fun and I really liked we'll get into it but actually seeing the new directions sing Yes. That was fun. Agreed. But see,
2: and I missed the original Directioners. Like, I appreciated the songs, and they were all fun, and there's different things about them, but there was a part of me that was just like, I, I still, like, we have Leah Michelle standing here, we have Chris Colfer, like, why are we not hearing them sing? Yeah. And that was frustrating. I, I agree. Mean,
1: I want to hear a Rachel Berry ballad so bad, it's silly. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking we're going to get one soon, though.
3: Do you think any of this has to do with the fact that maybe they don't have as much time to rehearse anymore? Because maybe they're working on other projects, some of which we're aware of, some of which we're not.
2: I mean, that's very... Possible, but I feel like they're
3: still they're, contractually.
2: Yeah, I was like, their yeah. first priority would probably still have to be Glee. Yeah. I would imagine they're still under contract. I, and I, don't, they are standing I don't think there. so yeah. either,
4: because then you know the first one two episodes, we still had a full lineup of seven to nine songs. How many songs? So it's not like that they have less amount of time to rehearse or anything. It's yeah. just we're we're giving bigger storylines to different people.
3: I would love to get a hold of one of their contracts though to see because I know they have it down like. How many songs they have to sing every uh, season? How many? You know what yeah. types of different songs? What notes that they, they do it to that specifically? So and yeah. it's
2: interesting because now we're complaining about that we're not getting enough of them, and it used to be I think the contracts were there to protect them so that they had enough, yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. that they were getting enough like songs and things. So it's kind of switched. I feel like in a lot of ways, right, right. It's an interesting move, um, but maybe we should jump into the storyline tonight. The first one, which is Blaine and Kurt. I felt like that was the one that stuck out most to me in some ways and I know Roxy just gave me like a eye roll no
3: no I it was more like a
2: smile and stare to the side
3: Um, it's confusing it looks like my eye roll but not the same meaning this is my favorite thing that's going on like I'm just completely obsessed with this storyline I think that's why I love the episode so much Sue is out of her mind yes. and I missed that too. Like from the her with the fork to her dealing with Clayton tonight she's out of her mind and I, I'm a I, there's no other word than obsessed. So I think that this is awesome. The elevator part was awesome. Watching them
2: kiss was like the most moving amazing moment. I, I just wanted Absolutely. like, yeah, them to be like, oh, we're happy together and we're back together. I, I wanted, like that kiss just left me being like, they should be together, guys. But don't you want the struggle? I'm
1: like excited for the struggle. Too. I love <laughs> the whole thing. And I mean, that little, was it Saul that that yeah, creature Saul. came from? Saul. Yeah, whatever. I'm it saw. was hysterical. so fun funny, but actually terrifying. I kept actually thinking when I was watching it, I was like, if I was in an elevator and that little thing rolled out, I would be horrified. Absolutely horrified. Like oh, It was funny, I think the concept. a lot concept, of people
4: would be horrified. Horrified. I mean, it was terrifying. a funny concept, especially from Sue. That's, that's a yeah. creepy, creepy dump, but... It was just enough to give the clean romance another spark that it might need. <sighs> to keep Absolutely. Children. I agree that was with that. It. That was it.
3: I agree. Uh, the one thing I felt like it was missing was I think that if these two were actually sitting in a room together for as many hours as it seemed like they were, there would have been a song. I just thought... I thought the same. I thought they'd be like, hey, we want to do a duet or something? Let's collaborate on something. Because, I mean, I loved the games with like the piece of paper and all that. Yeah. I think it was hysterical. I love what they were talking about, what they were doing. I I thought they did such a good job with that, mm-hmm. but it would have been an amazing place to put in a song with the two of us. Yeah,
2: what better way to pass time by singing? Exactly, yeah. that's what they've always done. Yeah. I, know. I, I was <laughs> going to say even like a little bit of karaoke, like on one of their like you know iPhones acapella. or whatever. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Acapella. It
1: was a perfect moment for a little acapella number, mm-hmm. like
3: right. oh, perfect. Yeah, they could it would have been totally so awesome. awesome. Uh, Which made me. That's why I asked my question earlier about rehearsal time because I feel like that must have been a question at some point. Somebody writing the script at some point must have been like huh, they're oh, yeah. stuck here together. Should we do a song? And they obviously decided
2: not to. Right. Why? That's Why would you decide that? Good so Good crazy point. to me. But my bigger question was, I, I thought it was so creepy, the Sue doll thing. Um, <laughs> pop it. I don't know what to refer to it as. So scary, creepy. But was that like jumping the shark for them a bit? Like It felt like a very unglee moment to me in some
4: ways. I but it. It felt like it. a very Sue type of thing. The her character would do, oh, and Sue says it was Becky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy how those two didn't pick up. It was Sue in the first place. I'm like, it obviously looks like Sue, yeah. right? Clearly, I mean, it was Sasu.
3: That's yeah. exactly what yeah. it was. It was ridiculous looking. Uh, but I thought I don't think it was jumping the shark because I think that the, it's so unique, but mm-hmm. not in a forced kind of way. and like borrowing from culture in a weird Sue.
2: See, (laughs) I can understand that. And then the other part of me was like, Glee is so happy. And, like, there's been poignant moments as well, and sad, but like, not scary, creepy. That's not where it goes very often. And to me, I was just like, wow, this feels really left a field, in yeah. a lot of ways. But, I loved it.
4: But I did like the you know, the ode to the Saw movie, because that, you know, that's horror, and you have to do whatever the clown says, or whatever that is, the clown says to get out of your situation. So I liked how they put a more positive romantic spin on it.
3: I completely get what you're saying, though, about Going to the creepy side, I think if Sue had cut one of their arms off, we would have jumped the shark. But (laughs) she didn't. You know, it it didn't quite get to that. Let me show you creepy level.
2: Right. It wasn't like they something terrible. Yeah, like something terrible Mm. happened to them in the elevator. It was just this. I agree. It it was like edging that way for me. But um, I did think that they had those sweet moments, and that was my favorite part of the episode for sure. Those like sweet quiet moments between Kurt and Blaine and something we haven't had in a while.
3: I just can't get over that kiss. That was just such an amazing kiss. You know, sometimes I feel like actors maybe no, don't necessarily have sexual chemistry, and so when you watch them kiss on screen, it's like, I know this is supposed to be the most epic kiss of all time, but for me, it's just... Something about that kiss was, like, so passionate and
4: awesome. It I just, was. I, I thought that the they, same. They both...
3: Uh, they nailed it. Yeah, I I think think it was, was.
4: it was because it was juxtaposed with the song It Must Have Been Love, which so was cool. it was like, really added to it. Yeah, I agree. So good. good point.
2: I agree. Also, I just feel like There was something about that kiss that was like the fans had been waiting for it, or at least I'd been waiting for it. I can't speak for everyone, but that I just I wanted it so much that to me it felt really epic. Does it bother
3: anyone at all that we are now supposed to all be on board with this? It's supposed to be the number one romance, the epic love story. Does anybody think like they're trying to make this take Rachel and Finn's place and it bothers
1: people? Yes. I feel that way, actually. I feel like almost more being a little bit cheated on the relationship front in that sense because I think everybody is a fan of Kurt and Blaine or I imagine most people are and I get that that probably is a bigger relationship than like Santana and Brittany and stuff like that or whatnot, but I don't feel like it's right that they're trying to make that the main big epic relationship. Like, Do you think that if we still had Finn on the show that Finn and Rachel would
3: have been together and Clayne might not have been together?
1: Yes. Yeah. Because honestly, it's weird because I loved the whole makeout scene and all that. I thought it was so hot and great and Great chemistry, whatever. And I was stoked for it to happen. But when they were talking with Sue afterwards, I actually oddly felt that it would be okay if they didn't end up together. When they were talking with them and they were like, we want to just be friends. As much as I think they will probably end Mm -hmm. up together, it was the only moment in their relationship that I've been like, okay, actually this, it may be meant to
4: be for them not to be. I don't know. Well, I also think it's from the audience standpoint, just in general, we're all just rooting for a successful relationship on this show. And right yeah. now, they're really pushing the Klain story to be the most successful one right now. Had Finn you know, and Corey not passed away, we would have been pushing for that to be the most right. successful. So they're going with the next one.
3: I agree with that. And and so, honestly, as much as I do love Clayne, and I loved tonight's episode... I did feel like it was jammed down our throats a little bit because they yeah. kept saying epic and, like, the the story of the decade, whatever they were saying or Sue was saying. So that was interesting for me, at least. Yeah, yeah.
4: don't fight the clane romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the line.
3: I, exactly. She
2: ships them hard. <laughs> yeah,
4: totally. I mean, I was a cheerleader for Rachel
2: and Finn, obviously. And, and well, I cheerio? Always... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roxy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I obviously love Blaine and Kurt but I agree I think that realistically if you're looking at those two relationships Rachel and Finn were probably the more likely to succeed and they were like the couple that we were introduced to in the pilot and they were definitely the thing that like I think we were supposed to cheer for in the end and now they've taken on this like secondary couple and I think though like fans are getting behind it and it's working. So um, in that capacity I think they're doing something right.
3: I agree, but you know I was thinking about this the other day because of all of the binge watching that people do now. Say somebody's watching the show in 20 years and doesn't know when Finn left the show, what happened to Corey? Right. The show it did a really great job for us while we were watching it, letting us know that he had passed, the character had passed away. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like if I was watching this in 20 years and I didn't know who Corey Monteith Really was that I would exactly know what happened. I, w- I think I would be kind of baffled with why he left the show.
1: I completely yeah. agree with that because, that's a great like, point. they covered it, you know, whatever. And not to like go back, we can't redo it, whatever. But it never—I don't feel like they've ever fully grieved it in the show as much as they should have or whatnot. And I understand that that may be for production sense and for the cast and crew and everything like that. So you know, that's not something necessarily to be commented on, I feel like, or, like, to judge so No, much. I get what you're saying, though. But, but I do... I agree with you. If, if I did not know the story years later from now and watched it all, I'd be like, this should be a bigger deal than I feel like they're giving it. You know what I mean? Or pay more... Attention or flashback to it,
4: or but they what not? They have there. There was no way. I mean, even tonight's episode, they did the Jersey, the Jersey. Right. So, like every once in a while, we do have the mention of Finn and whatnot. Right.
3: I I think it is important to, as you said earlier, this is kind of a light show, so we have to keep it like that, and we can't dwell on it all of the time. But I I was just thinking about, of course, the show set itself up so that that was supposed to be the it couple, and I, Mm -hmm. you know, when you ship a couple so much, and when you go back and binge something if you see that they're not together anymore, I would just be like, what? That's right? Yeah. What are they doing to us? Why yeah. are they trying to make Clay replace them? Yeah.
4: Well, after the last moment was so epic, and then, unfortunately, he passed away. So, like, exactly. I completely understand that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's an interesting, the way that they've gone about it and kind of gotten everybody to, I don't want to say move on, but, like, move on to a different couple, is what I mean. Like, right. it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Exactly. Um, but should we now talk about this big invitational that we've never seen in all the seasons. Alright, that's what we were saying, but then somebody
3: commented on our YouTube that that's what Rachel Rhodes was doing, that she was there for an invitational. I, You guys know, this invitational thing confuses me. It <laughs> confuses me. I said it last week. Uh, I'm baffled by it, but if that is true, then...
2: I, I mean, I don't think it's ever been maybe it's been mentioned that there is some invitational, but I don't feel like it was ever, like, a competition in the way that this felt much more like a regional or like a... Two
3: episodes long. Yeah. yeah. Of
2: 12 episodes or 13. Right. Than we've ever seen before an invitational being. So it felt much more of that competitive spirit going on between these schools. I agree. Yeah. Um, but did you think that the pers- the right team won that, of course, New Directions won?
4: <laughs> um that's hard to say only because yeah. the way they went about winning i had a problem with where Kay. they were singing the songs catering to just sue just because now we know that sue's the one officiating it and she's a judge which that i don't know how they allow that to happen but she's principal, whatever but the fact that they changed their complete set list just for sue's placation It didn't feel like it was Glee. It felt like it was for Sue.
3: I... First of all, think that it's crap that they won.
1: <laughs>
3: for lack of so, so better glad words, I asked that question. <laughs> for, for lack of better words because I think they should have come in third place. You know, I don't even think they were in second place. I thought they did a really good job for what they had to work with. Yeah. But because it was Sue being the judge, I thought they were going to come in first place after they stole the songs and the, the you know, if you can get what the judge wants and give it to them, then you're going to win period that's how things work Uh, I thought Dalton blew everybody away I thought Dalton and they came in third which uh, so if I was the judge I would have completely flipped the entire order Uh, and and again I thought the New Directions did a good job with what they were given but one of the rules was there had to be 12 of them and, there weren't. and
4: they passed yeah. that.
2: They're like, okay. Sure. So wait, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying like, to remember. Before. There's like nine of them now. So it's, it's Roderick,
3: Kitty, Spencer, Madison, six. Mason, and Jane.
1: Okay, yeah, so there's there's six. six. Oh, six. Okay. Why okay. I kept counting seven? Yeah. No. Uh, did I miss somebody? <laughs> no, there's no? six. Because I counted on stage.
4: Count. Yeah. yeah, only six of them.
1: There's six of them.
3: So that, I believe that's half of yeah. twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: good job they are <laughs> halfway there so they didn't even qualify but they went won, but they
2: so. won. Right. no i it's just an odd that like they can throw these rules out and they, and sue made a reference to it that like that's the only rule that like they ever care about but they obviously still don't care
4: about it Yeah. Why? and sue changed some uh, rules during the competition. Remember that she's like it has to be old school. Yeah. Was that one? Yeah. Of them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she changed things mid competition.
3: Yeah, after one of the teams had already performed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I also couldn't believe Rachel. We've talked about Rachel as a role model, and that she would allow Kitty to break into Sue's computer, and she's standing there. She even said that she was like,
3: "I probably shouldn't let you do this."
2: And I was like, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a teacher.
3: Yeah. (laughs) They they call you Miss Barry. Like, (laughs) like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, watching this happen, and I kept thinking, like, is she going to get fired again? Is this where this is going? I mean, I don't think that, in actuality. I think that it's not going to, she's not going to get punished for it. But Mm -hmm. I kept wondering, is this like, she's really going to fall on her feet? Like...
3: And they made such a big point of having us know that she wasn't the one who asked Sam to steal Mr. Shue's mail. Mm -hmm. This is worse than that. Yeah. Like, what she did, I think... Uh, at an actual school would be considered well, stealing somebody's mail is a felony, but... But
4: like all the stuff (laughs) they went through to get these songs, like two passwords so it was like a binary system. And
3: wasn't one of them like something Bolton? from Thunderbolt. sixty nine I don't know what that well, means.
4: Well, we know Sue yeah, loves Michael
3: Bolton. It, well, she carried his child. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> that right. So that that just like slips by everybody all the time. Like,
4: I heard that password. I was like, yep, that's totally Sue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I wonder
3: what the other one was. They didn't share it with us.
2: No. I don't know. I was waiting no. for that. I
4: was like, okay, guess we don't care about that one. We, we might. I don't we'll Come back. Yeah. yeah. I also
2: wonder if like in the writer's room they had like a wall where they were just writing up all these passwords because you know that that was not the first one they came up with. Oh, like no. that was, they had a good... I wish I saw the runner up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. I just, I feel like tonight we saw a lot of like the return of like amazing little things from the writers. Not, maybe not even the return but just I these agree. amazing little like, I don't know, lines well, they've from They've got to put it all
3: out there because we don't
2: have... Much, I say it every week, but we're getting closer and closer. It's crazy to me that we're in episode 5 already. I know. How I know. did that happen? Like, it's cr- I, I don't even know.
3: What was the point when Sue was like, uh, the, there's six more weeks, seven, depending on whether
2: <laughs> <That> <laughs> the network... Can network network
4: in- preemption. We we that was such Robert. a shout out to just Fox. And yeah? <laughs> right? I, love yeah. Yeah. Also, I love that.
2: Yeah, Also, again, that self-awareness that we always mm. talk about. Like So... They're so aware of what they are at this point and right. it's really, really funny. And yeah. and Sue's lines tonight were spot on, I do have to say. Absolutely. And then again with the fork
3: to Will. I couldn't with that. So funny. But,
4: but I did like how she brought it back because now it's like full circle. We're done. With
3: the fork. yeah.
4: It's like, this is what started it in the bag, though. And this is what Psycho. we're ending it with. So, like, literally that storyline is done. Yeah. And you're glad. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> kept it. All right.
2: Moving on. How did you feel about... I'm still confused about Sam and Rachel. This is... They really seem to be pushing for something to happen there. And there's, like, a preview it. for
4: for it for next it. week
2: and it just felt like it's a little little forced
4: to me I don't yeah. think it's necessary I mean it might be cute now i and I'm not saying I'm not against it but I'm not saying I'm completely for it either I mean it, if you want a good relationship just stick to clean. it's fine we don't and, need and Britanna yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Don't doesn't need to. Yeah, nah, nah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But Rachel doesn't need to finish this show with somebody. No, she doesn't. And I agree
1: with you, but I still like it. I just think it's like a fun fun little side relationship. I think for some reason I feel like she needs to have some sort of fun relationship and maybe have some sort of revelation at the end that she doesn't need to be with somebody or anything like that. I think that would be totally fine. But it to me it's something fun to watch still without mm-hmm. all of these serious, you know what I mean? They keep throwing in all these different topics and storylines, but they're like serious topics, you know what I mean? And aside from that, they're just focusing on the relationships we've already had. I think this is just a fun extra one to throw in there to keep everybody still like, hey, you know, did you see this? Or I, what I are-
2: think I'd be perfectly fine with that if we were in the middle of the show. If we were yeah. in season four and we knew, okay, we well, you have till season six and this is a fun, like... Fling. Fling, Fling for, for them. Like, great. I just don't know that I want it in these final few episodes. I want something. I don't even know if it's greater just different for Rachel. It's It It feels like this, it's easy, he's here. And I feel like yeah. that's never been from the pilot what she's about. I put my foot down.
3: I, mm <laughs> No. I, I'm miserable watching it. I mean, even when he comes in, he's like, but I'm in love with you. And she's in, like, what? And what he's doing, obviously it's not his fault because he's hypnotized. Right. Yeah. But it just... except for that one performance last week, that was amazing, and I felt the vibes there because they were performing together, and sometimes that happens with artists. Other than that, I will not let myself slip. My foot is down, and I am against it,
2: for sure. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I totally get what you mean, and it does feel that forced feeling to me because they're like, we need to have her be with someone, and it's the end of the series. But I think I also agree with you in that it's a fun... Thing I just wish it wasn't season six. Yeah, I agree. You know what
3: I liked as a fun thing? Just I don't know. I felt like for a second when they were on stage together, but it's not going to happen because he's gay and she's straight. I, well are you, are you going to say, Spencer and Kitty? Yeah, Spencer and Kitty. Yeah. Oh my God, they like looked at each other. And I felt like they were undressing each other with
1: their eyes, dude. But I'm in love with him. Yeah, I like, I'm so. I obsessed. spent a good time like Instagram stalking him after this episode. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Right. I follow you now. If you was, watch this, his <laughs> character,
3: say. his character on the show is really cool. I wish that we got longer with his character, but we're, agree, we're not going to. Yeah. All of them seem to be cool. Yeah, but now I'm invested. Are they?
1: Are they I trying know. to do this
3: on purpose so that we get some sort so of spin? like? I, like the new, I don't know.
1: Direction, right. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I feel like if I, so many things, I feel like frustrate all of us watching this last season. But at the same time, I feel like. If they did all the things we wanted them to do as appreciating this and putting homage or whatever that word is to it, being the last season. Homage. Homage, yeah. Beautiful, I said it right the first time. But if they did that, then I almost feel like they would just be giving up on the entire series. You know what I mean? I feel like they would just be doing what they should do, and that's never been Glee's way. I feel like Ryan Murphy's mindset would be like, why am I going to do that just because it's the last season? You know what I mean?
4: Well, it's also, we did see Will's character tonight say a line, he's like, I put my best in the, you know, whatever. Like, he wanted the best team. He created the best team that we as the audience knew and loved. And I think that's what they're going to, with this season that Rachel is trying to create the best new team that we can all know and love. I together. love
3: I love that he said that and I also loved when he said it's important to have a nemesis that makes you better about Sue and I was like yeah, he yeah. gets it.
4: Yeah. He gets so what she is. is. Rachel Nemesis, still Sue. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> everyone's still nemesis is Sue. I mean,
2: yeah. I think that it's interesting because you start to see the parallels between Mr Shu and Rachel and how in some ways, even though they seemed very different when she was in high school, school, they're actually in a lot of ways very similar. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I would say the same. It's true. And we always thought that obviously Finn was the one who was similar to him but there was a little bit of Finn and Rachel too which means that there's a little bit of Mr. Shoe in Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it was it was interesting to see her like really listening to him tonight because I feel like a lot of times you would see him giving these amazing pieces of advice and she'd be like, whatever I'm going to go be the star. And for, for the first time I felt like in a long time we saw her really kind of digesting that information and being like wait, you're right, like there is something valuable here.
4: Yeah, and it's nice that Will's still giving this worldly advice to Rachel not to his own vocal adrenaline team, but it's still (laughs) to Rachel like Rachel still has a lot to learn.
1: But I did like, I can't remember his name, the guy on his team
4: Clint? Uh, Clint. Clint, Clint. I did
1: like, though, that now he has somebody to slightly be invested in on his team. Like, Clint at the end saying how this is still important to him, too, because he's a senior. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked that. I was like, great, because that's giving Will Schuster, like, still an opportunity to be who he is in his own team with his own team, you know what I mean? Right.
3: It's important for him to be a mentor, even though yeah. we're not invested in Clint or any right. of them. We're yeah. not invested in vocal adrenaline at all. We should be if Will is, and yeah. he needs at least somebody. I, mean, I, I liked what you guys were talking about too with what he was saying to Rachel. But I thought that the person that was more poignant with Rachel today was Kitty.
4: Oh yeah, and everything yeah. she said was I- that surprise
3: to anyone though. No, it, it wasn't a surprise, but I forgot how... Because I always kind of relate Kitty to Quinn and think of them as the same entity, but they're not. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just thought it was very well phrased, what she said.
2: Yeah. And I,
3: I thought she knocked it out of the park.
2: Yeah, I think that Kitty tonight, we kind of saw... Oftentimes, I feel like last season, we just were like, oh, she's the blonde cheerleader, and that's why you equate her to Quinn. Right. It. Mm-hmm. It. But, like, we kind of saw that there's another side to her, and there's something deeper
4: there. Yeah, and I liked how Kitty can get over, yes, she has been done wrong and whatnot, she had past transgressions, but she can be that better person, take the high road and come back with moral lessons and still, like, helping everyone else out, it's like, yes, we're gonna go some, down some trying times, but you never want to degrade Glee because it's going to do so much for you.
3: Right, but she doesn't get far enough off-brand because then, you know, she comes back and she's like, the fat one, the gay one, the one that nobody cares (laughs) about, whatever it is. The incest twin. So I was like, oh, she's true to herself, but also (laughs) I think she's really going to help the team.
2: Yeah, but her character growth, yeah. I kept thinking about how Kitty, um, in a lot of ways, like Sue has the mean and the nice side and you kind of saw that in Kitty tonight that there's like the really mean and like she's goes after people and then there's this side of more kind of she understands what like the bigger picture she's street smart I guess is the best way a lot of people look up to their coaches you know
3: so the fact that Rachel turned out a little bit like Will and a lot of the Cheerios turned a little bit like Sue it shows that how much influence uh, an adult can have on an adolescent Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah. which is cool to see
2: I agree, which is uh,
3: why she maybe needs a little Rachel in her life. So,
2: and did, what did you think about uh, Sam mentoring Spencer?
3: Really cool. Um, uh, I knew this was going to happen. It was foreshadowed when we heard Sam say, "If I was uh, if I was the coach, then I would start you as quarterback." And I think that they can relate well to each other. It just makes me nervous because. He's under this weird spell, so what if he does something bad to Spencer? I don't want to see that. Yeah, we love Spencer.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but I did like the message that Sam gave out. Like, yes, Glee's going to do so much for you too, because again, you can't fill Finn's shoes, but yeah, he was that leader as well, and so can you be, right? Yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah, what did you think of? Um, spencer singing tonight i will get into the songs in a second here but this was uh, something that i wrote down that i wanted to ask you guys because we didn't hear a lot of his individual voice and i was wondering how strong it is or isn't like we saw him i think sing earlier this season and i loved it but it just didn't feel like he like stood out amongst the crowd tonight
4: i felt like he didn't have enough time to sing in a particular song tonight Mm because granted we had three different songs but it was more catered to Three different singers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he maybe got like 10 seconds, but it wasn't enough to be memorable.
3: It was weird to me that they made Roderick audition after hearing him for a few seconds, but they didn't make Spencer audition.
2: They were like super excited to have Spencer.
0: Well, right. They I mean, need like,
3: people. <laughs> yeah, but they needed people when they had Roderick yeah. come, you know? Yeah. yeah so true. I don't know. I just felt like they were like, oh, Crap! We only have a few episodes left. He's just got to be part
2: of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to deal with this. But
3: but yeah. His, his no actual voice, uh, you know, I think his character is strong enough that his voice is. It. it I wasn't d- upset with it, yeah. but it wasn't the strongest of the new members. I think Roderick just knocks it out of the park.
2: I. His I, voice is.
3: Outrageous.
2: I agree. I do like all the new characters. It's just kind of, I think I'm still missing like the other half. I still want to see like the Leah Michelle and all of that having Chris Colfer and like Mm -hmm. you have all, and Darren Chris, like you have all these amazing singers right there and they're not getting on stage. And it, like for me personally, I found that really frustrating.
3: Right. But I could listen to Roderick all day. I'm not, absolutely. uh, He has one of the uh, best, one of my favorite voices on the show. I don't, I don't say, I don't mean to say best because everybody Mm -hmm. has a different opinion and they all are very, very talented yeah. but that that quality to a voice is something i really appreciate
4: but also it's the message of gleed this particular season it's the the students becoming the teachers passing it on so i get it we as an audience who loves the original original new directions we want to <laughs> see i mean there's so many uh we want to see them sing but as their job in the stories they have to teach and do unto others. Right. Yeah.
2: I, agree. Yeah. I totally agree with that. But let us know what you're thinking. Um, you can go on iTunes or YouTube, rate, comment, and you know, we're always live on YouTube every week, so we're looking at your comments and all of that good stuff. So let Woo. us know. Mm-hmm. Woo! Exactly. Let's jump into songs. I feel like it's yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first song of the night was, let me flip back. My
3: <laughs> So that I really No one it. else it needed. Awesome. That was
2: amazing. You guys knocked that out of the park. Let's just be clear. Totally. Um, it was the warbler. I know. <laughs> <It was perfect. laughs> the warbler singing it. I actually, this was like not the best start for me. I, I thought it was like you guys did a great job. I like the song. I don't know. I didn't love their rendition of it. I didn't hate it. It's just like okay for me.
3: You liked it less than their other song. It was your least favorite of the
2: of the two yeah. that I sang tonight. I liked the second one better, which was you spin me around. We can just talk about them together because yeah. they were kind of a joint um, I, those I songs. just
4: wrote lots of spinning and that's all because I don't know Warbirds are good, but their performance, just those two songs compared to everyone else having three um, it wasn't <laughs> memorable. It wasn't like, okay, wow, mind-blowing. It's just like okay. Good fun '80s song. We've all heard them over and over again. They're spinning around, right round on the stage. And that's <laughs> it. I don't know. I, I just, love
1: that song though. So I loved it.
4: Did you have a
1: preference
2: <laughs> between which one was your? your well, name?
1: you spin me right round. Obviously, it was going to be the one I like better, just because I like that song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I really like both of them. I thought, <laughs> I
3: thought they sounded awesome. It was energetic. Uh, it didn't feel. It didn't feel like last week we were talking about how vocal adrenaline didn't feel like Will at all this felt more like Blaine but not fully at Blaine's potential Um, there were some strange theatrical dance moves and I'm a total theater geek so I love that kind of thing
2: but some of them were a little off but I, I thought that they did the best of the three groups Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, especially the second song I really liked. The first one, it's weird, because normally I'm like, I really dislike this, or I really like it. And it was just kind of like, okay. It left me wanting more, which is good, because they had a second song.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like I don't know how great the show thought they were, because they put a lot of different things over it and, like, made them quieter. You know, when we had the elevator and they're... Or other, later on even with different talks but whatever it is they kept lowering the music and I
1: was like ooh this is an interesting me. thing that they're doing mm-hmm. crazy yeah. it drove me crazy angered yeah. me so much but
2: anyways yeah. no I, I agree with that um, what did you think of it must have been love which was Kitty and Spencer of course and the whole New Directions crew. Uh, I think it was a great background for what Marissa was talking about earlier. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
4: that was really cool. Plain was the only good thing about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but then again, they're lowering the song. Mm -hmm. See, and I I loved it and may have been because of what it was the background to, but I thought it was like a sweet number. I didn't think, again, like, oh, it wasn't like the best or the worst. It was just like a sweet, it fit that moment, and they did a, I thought, a nice song selection as well on that.
1: It, yeah, I felt yeah. like the song selections were really great for them, but I still... And I still liked them more than I have the past couple weeks. I was getting a little bit more of my, like, emotional fill from it. Just but like they, Sue? Yes. <laughs> but they kept cutting back and forth to Sue, and it took away yeah. from the actual performance. I was like, this is... You're almost giving it to me, and then you're taking it away before I can even fully feel something for it. I know,
4: I completely <laughs> feel like that. It's driving me crazy. The first two groups had no cutting back and forth, and then when no. we finally get to our own people, now you're taking us away to some com- something completely unrelated. I yeah. wanted and to at least why? be
3: flashbacks that we'd seen or could relate to, but like you're saying, there was nothing there. We're watching her lose the role... To Julia Roberts, uh, Pretty yeah, Woman, whatever women, you know.
4: Scarpe, I'm, Star I'm sitting Wars.
3: there and I'm thinking, so I, yeah, I, I get what they were trying to do, but all the things, you know, if it would have been flashbacks to moments with Will or Rachel, then we could have mm-hmm. invested a little more. Yeah. But it was like really see, random. The
4: flashback, no, the flashbacks only showed why Sue were, like, picked Ugh. these songs as emotional. These were her personal failures in life. That makes her emotional. So, I mean, I got the message, but it wasn't needed. If no. there was
3: ever a time to put M- uh, Michael Bolton in Glee, though, this would have been it.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been an amazing flashback. <laughs> I agree. Um, what about, so... Father figure. That's the next one, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I did really like it. I mean, that's because of
2: Roderick. I was gonna say we started the episode, our episode, with it tonight, and it was just a really fun. I don't know. I liked the number. I couldn't love him more. It was my favorite
3: episode, um, favorite song of the night. It was, and and just his voice is hauntingly beautiful.
2: He can sing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. He can sing for sure. Incredible. Just, like, gets up there and rocks. It doesn't. I kind of feel like he is one of those singers, though, where it doesn't matter what the song is. He's going to, like, blow it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. He is so attractive when he's singing, too. Mm -hmm. It's so true. There's
3: something about him. He's just got that vibe. It's, like, laid back.
2: Yeah, I feel like Mm. he's
3: going to, like, record deal after Glee. Oh, Oh, completely. And break hearts. (laughs) Yeah.
2: All across America. Amazing. I just, yeah, he was one of my favorites. And then All Out of Love, which was the final number of the night, Air Supply, Mason, Madison, the whole deal. You
4: know what? (laughs) I got to say, this was my favorite one, only because I was the most surprised out of Mason's talent. Yeah, oh, yeah. His I was surprised, too. His voice was phenomenal. And then listening to that, I was like, I could hear a full album of just him singing. I can get that. Great uh, voice, to, especially to that song.
3: I thought Madison did a really good job, too, but I agree that um, Mason killed it. Uh, my problem with this was, it was kind of, I was expecting a different kind of song. I don't know. It was It's a little similar to the first song for me that they sang, and I... I like this song a lot. I have this song. I listen to this song. But it it felt like we were on a genius
1: playlist. Yes. And <laughs> I wanted them to show different range. I completely, completely agree with you. Could not said that better.
2: Yeah, I I feel like, <laughs> High like five girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, like you are you and I are on the same page on that. That it, I know. Never, Never. I know. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy. Like I appreciated their voices. I felt like the song as much as I listened to it in my like personal and the original. I think it's great, but it's just not. It just didn't feel right in that moment. Right, but, I loved yeah. it because of Mason.
3: I don't know who he was. Is Mason
2: the new? <laughs> I'm really glad,
3: though, that they didn't have huge dance numbers, because that would have been brutal. We would have been like, there's no way you tackled that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you brought Mike Chang in to teach you, hashtag, awares. But,
4: <laughs> yeah. but they did poke fun at that. They won only by sitting on stools. Yeah. 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 They yeah. did. It's true. I mean, Self-aware. Again, yeah. yeah, self-aware.
3: But sometimes self-aware doesn't mean that I like what you did. No. you know, Even though you know what you did, doesn't you're yeah. going mean to have to like it because you know
2: it. I mean, I think, like, sometimes, yes, you're pointing it out because you know the, the audience is smart and you're you're playing into that, right. but it doesn't mean that it's always the right choice. Right, So but at
3: least we got the dancing with Dalton, so this this was a nice
2: juxtaposition. Yeah. 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 Are you ready for News and Gossip? What yes. you got? Love. All right, so News and Gossip.
0: After Buzz TV News. Love.
2: All right. So, I can't believe this is the case. The Glee cast will be singing their seventh hundredth song this season. No. I remember when it was five hundred like five hundred or a hundred. Like I feel like seven hundred. oh that's... my gosh. How much money do you think that they have made on iTunes, or
3: how many downloads do you think they've had?. Insane. To in yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Insane.
2: I wonder how many downloads they've had off iTunes?. Oh, no, my God. I mean
3: seven hundred
2: songs. Yeah, Creepy. 700 songs. Damn. Do you want to know what the 700th song will be? Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yes. Spoiler. Woo! Oh, So, What the World Needs Now, no. which is a Burt Bacharach saying. song. Yeah. And it's celebrating Britney and Santana. Are they singing it? Um, I don't think they're singing it. I think that the others are singing it to them. At <gasps> their wedding? I'm not... I can't confirm that. <laughs> no, can't confirm that. I would guess that could be the case. Um, and then also, a little news, Amber <laughs> Riley returns, um, which is super exciting. I know we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, creating an awkward love triangle between Mercedes, Rachel, and Sam. <laughs>
4: Uh, is, <laughs> it, is it, is, it, is it really know. a triangle? Just a triangle. I no, am I'm only telling
3: you what I'm reading. I feel like <laughs> it is three separate dots. No, know. Like, on three different planets.
4: I mean... Are they um, connected? No, I don't think so.
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's just... There's a lot of questions in that love triangle and how it's all going to... I know... Marissa's looking at me like I should never, ever call it a love triangle again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because
4: I don't think it is. Yeah.
3: And the second that Rachel heard that he still had feelings for Mercedes, she backed off. Like, I, there's no way Mercedes comes back and Rachel's like, but I want him.
1: Yeah.
4: I, yeah.
3: I, I mean, unless she does, and then I guess there's
4: a way. I mean, but... and <laughs> Sam says he's still in love with Mercedes, but is Mercedes still in love with Sam? No, I never liked it,
1: them together. Oh, no, don't get
4: yeah, like Mercedes, because like, even is Mercedes reciprocating that love? I don't think it's a triangle.
3: We saw one moment between them. <laughs> we saw one moment between them either the first or second episode where he said something and she kind of blew him off. Yeah,
4: exactly.
2: So she's I, not reciprocating. Right? Anything.
3: Oh, he says, "Are you still?" Doing that virginity thing or something, yeah. something like that.
2: And I was like, you really don't get her. No. no, I mean, that's what's so interesting is that these are three, like, individuals. Right. And so it's going to be interesting to see how or if who, I guess, Sam ends up with is really the, the question at this point. Yeah. Or if he ends up with
1: anybody. This could be the end of it all. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's true. In- mm-hmm.
2: Interesting. Well we'll get into that in a second with predictions. <laughs> um, but uh, Diana Agron, everyone on Twitter has been oh going crazy over this, whether she'll be back, what's going on. And she is rumored to have left, but I feel like they are it's the end of the series. Everyone's yeah, leaving. Yeah. It's, no, but
3: supposedly we saw her last episode is what people are saying.
4: Allegedly she's still been filming. So but I don't if you think about it, supposedly she left the show two seasons ago. And we are still seeing her, so I think it's just you know, just last minute rumors. I think that I saw like
2: paparazzi photos and you never know how accurate this is, but that she was like leaving the set and having lunch after filming. She's not gonna not go to Britannia's wedding.
3: Exactly. I mean, that would have mean because the writers wouldn't have done that. That would have mean that something would have had to happen so big that the actress decided in the last season she yeah. couldn't show up. And even if she's not in any other episodes, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did she sleep with Santana? And does, does she Brittany did. know that? <laughs> That's so true. An interesting yeah. point. One time. Well, the
4: members know that, which is surprising. Yeah. How did they know? Well, uh, tweet at us and let,
2: you know, let us know what you're thinking about that, because that's something that I'm gonna have to ponder, past <laughs> right this second. Um, so, that being said, also, Diana Agron premiered a new, her new movie at Sundance. It's called Zipper, and, uh, it's with Richard Dreyfus, and she, and Patrick Wilson. She plays a young intern who tempts her boss. Um, so, and it She is tempting. Been, yeah, so, <laughs> something fun to check out. Um, it's like, obviously an indie film, but something that you should Definitely get your hands on if you can. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um. So, ready for predictions?
4: Yeah.
0: And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions.
2: Anyone got a big one that they want to jump in with?
4: I have a couple. Okay, All I'm right, glad. Go, so. go, ahead, go for it. We mentioned tonight that maybe who's Rachel's nemesis? And we're thinking Sue, but. I think for a nemesis for Rachel, it'd be someone like her own age. And we see Clint threaten Will at the end of tonight's episode. Oh, no, he didn't! And I can kind of see Clint maybe going against New Directions and scheming against Rachel in them. I So he could potentially be the new person trying to bring down the New Directions from another school. Interesting. Because we've always seen the school rivalry, and we haven't really seen that yet. So I think he could be the person... At I like the it. Point of that. And uh, then I also think Sue will have like some serious punishment to the new Glee, uh, new directions for getting her passwords and abusing her emotional songs. So, do you think Rachel will also receive punishment for that, or just the kids? I think the whole, yeah, everyone, Rachel ah, and the across, kids, across across like, the board. Sue has another thing Say. going against.
2: You're all fired. Yes. Yeah.
3: Some punishment. Uh, I'm sticking with, I still think that the way we're going to get these other six members as part of New Directions is they're going to be old directions that are transferring back in. Sam's going to help out. Rachel's going to go on a hunt. Uh, That's what I think.
4: And also, we did see Rachel mention, like, those other past New Direction members as well. This is the second time we've been referenced to them, so I think they're going to come back. Right.
1: Yes. I think um we saw the uh coach of the deaf school in this episode. Yes, the police. Oh yes. Yeah, the police what his name so I think we're gonna see them at some point and maybe he could be some sort of nemesis or work against them to some degree. Mm. Um I also think that at the wedding that Kurt will bring Walter and uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah <gasps> and Blaine will uh you know, obviously bring Kurofsky and I think that will cause a little bit of jealousy and Kurofsky will eat the ice cream. <laughs>
3: so <laughs> weird and, yet they um, had their second date yeah, wow. yeah and, and Kurt wanted it to be a date
1: yeah, yeah and I actually kind of
3: like that maybe Walter bit. and Karofsky will hook up
1: yes um, because clearly whoa. Karofsky did like older men we saw yeah. at Breadsticks so and maybe.
2: I feel like Sam I don't know. I feel like Sam, when he comes out of this trance or whatever he's in, he's gonna leave some pain in his like wake. If like yes. Rachel and all these people are gonna be hurt by everything that he's kind of doing, and he'll have no recollection, and he'll have to kind mm. of scramble to figure out. I also what think that, happened.
3: that uh, next episode will be the best episode of the season. Agreed. And here's what: well, first yeah. of all, I'm looking now. It seems like we have eight songs next week, which oh. is something that I've been dreaming for. Um, and I, I it's just time. <laughs> And pretend, and, and Britann. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's why I think so. But I think it's time. You know, we're gonna get episode six. I think they've stepped up their game, and they're stepping up their game. But we gotta, we gotta. I mean, more.
2: I mean, halfway through. Yeah. Next week, it's
1: the halfway point. And so, do we intriguing. do we finally get a Rachel Berry ballad? Because I need one. I hope so. If it's not from I Rachel
4: one. Barry, it's from the original New Directions. I need a they're Barry coming one. back. If yeah. we have
3: eight songs, I- I've got to assume. Has to. Got to.
4: Yeah, I mean, to.
2: that's the majority of the episode. If you have eight songs in an episode, that's, I'm so excited about yes. that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, songs have been a little lacking um, recently. Yeah. So it's it would the be nice. The last episodes. Right? We're yeah. averaging
3: about five songs an episode. So yes. this is three more songs.
2: So excited for that. I'm so good at math tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, you're <laughs> on it, Roxy. Alright, so let us know what you're thinking. Always tweet at us and, you know, go on YouTube, rate, comment. We love hearing everything. And next week we'll definitely do some shout-outs to some amazing comments. Woo! Um, so let us know. Um, and you can find Afterbuzz on Twitter at and you can find me at Stephanie Wanger. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter
4: at The Hotshot Dude. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serifini TV.
2: you can find me at Roxy Stryer. See you next week. Bye.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.